Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. The One podcast focuses a lot on attracting the kind of love that you desire. But what do you do when you do not desire the love that you've attracted? Let's talk about breaking it off with kindness, boundaries, and above all, honesty. The way that you treat relationships that you're not interested in is important in your dating success. And this is true for friendships and working relationships too, but in this episode, I'm going to cover your no at every stage of romantic relationship. And consider how you're receiving a no at every stage too. Let's start with rejection before anything even begins between two people. I have a pet peeve with this strategy that many young women use when deflecting unwanted romantic interest from men. They say, I have a boyfriend, when that's not true. And here's why this seemingly easy for all people involved rejection is problematic. And the first problem is that it's a lie, and any lie, no matter how small, degrades you in your own psyche. Not just that you'll think that you're a liar, but when you lie, you put a chink in your self-trust. You start to weave this story that you can't handle things as they are. You can't handle confrontation, difficult conversations, your own no. So you leak power when you lie. You want to feel empowered? Own your no. The second reason that telling men who approach you that you have a man when you don't is you're moving forward the objectification of women in our culture. You can tell me to relax all you want, but this is true. When men will only take no for an answer, when a woman is claimed by another man, this is telling women in our society that they don't really have a choice in the choosing. That only another man's interest in a woman would put a suitor off without question. Like that's the quickest way to turn someone away. And I know that a lot of women just freeze up and they lie to deflect unwanted attention. This is true for all genders and sexual interest, but just have a response at the ready that feels so solid and true and powerful from your mouth. You do not need to make an excuse for why you're not interested in someone. Get comfortable not explaining yourself. You also don't need to crucify someone for trying to talk to you. If you have ever approached someone, you know that even the most confident can find this hard. Try on maybe three different levels of no. So maybe your number one response is, oh, hi there, I'm really not interested. Don't say thank you and don't say you're sorry. 
And don't say you're waiting for someone if you're not, and don't pretend you don't speak the language. Also, don't be friendly here. Use your kind of, there are missionaries at the door voice. Someone, somewhere, told men to keep slugging away when a woman says no, and it's the same system that taught women to be coy. A friendly tone leaves the door open for that story, that dream, to play out. Polite is fine, but try to remove any invitation of friendliness. So if your number one response doesn't work, try try sort of a double down version. Please remove yourself from my space. I stole this from a TV show and I love it. And the third is something aggressively bitchy, like, dude, you need to fuck off right now. And here's the reason why we sometimes lie and say that we are taken so that we don't bruise the male ego. You have to know that you are safe. Telling a man to fuck off can be dangerous. I am deeply sorry that we live in a world where this is true, but it is. If you're in a group, if you're in your own territory, if you're a skilled fighter, or if you feel safe, you can tell someone to fuck off if they're not leaving you alone. But please, please keep yourself safe. Isn't it sad that we need to say this? And men, If a woman is saying no with her words, you do not get to read her body language. You don't get to never take no for an answer. Leave the moment she asks you to leave. It's not a cute future story to tell your grandkids that you didn't take no for an answer. Leave her be. Anytime you want a phrase to fire off right away, you need to have a bullet in the chamber. So practice your no so that when you need it, the no comes out clean and confident. Say it in the car, on a walk, in the shower, and just say it so that it comes out easily. Play with that no. There's nothing wrong with a no. All right, so the next one is how to break it off with a friends with benefit. Presumably, a friends with benefit situation has the agreement that if one or the other meets someone else, the situation is off. If you're in a friends with benefit situation, make that clear. At some point say, I love what we are together right now for this time in my life. Please let me know if there is any time that my booty call would become awkward in your life. Make it playful and honest. Hopefully this is how the relationship is structured. It's trickier when one of these friends catches feelings and the other does not. As soon as this is apparent, I suggest breaking off the friends with benefits situation. And here's why. It's already been broken off by those feelings. When one of you catches feelings, you went from friends with benefits to this unrequited love type of situation. And then everyone gets hurt here. Maybe the friends with benefit will morph into love as it did with Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman in that movie No Strings Attached, but probably not. If you are the one who has strong feelings, just say it. I feel myself wanting more with you. And then ask, what are your feelings on this? Give them some time to know how they feel. If you're the person who does not have romantic feelings, say it. Express gratitude for your time together. Compliment the sex, the benefits, and the friendship too. Ask what would make your friend feel most comfortable with your feelings not being of the loving or romantic kind. There's not a strategy or a rule book for when and how to break up with anyone. Some people don't want a huge reflection or a feedback on what went wrong for you. If you went on a couple of dates and you don't want to go on anymore, you do not need to barf out every detail of why you think that person's not for you. But do ask yourself before breaking it off with someone, why do I not want to go on any more dates? 
Is it because this is where you might get physical and this is the point where you usually bail in relationships? And can you offer yourself some time or permission that you haven't previously? Are your spidey senses tingling? Are you guessing that they're not over their ex or do you have the feeling that they're lying to you but you don't know about what? Is there something you can do to recognize if this fear is welling up from old wounds or if this is genuinely your intuition? Loosely, intuition messages generally live in the body, so your gut, your heart. If these are a no, you're likely sitting with pretty good advice. If the no is in your head, you may need to get some clarity on where this no is coming from, because the head lies to protect you. The head is really a scaredy cat, and that's okay too, but you may not want to miss out on someone because your head is telling you to dump them. If you've been on a few dates with someone, and both of your intentions were to move forward into a long-term relationship, but you now have clarity that you're really not keen on them, say something. Do not ghost, and do not lie. Lying to get out of a relationship is ghosting yourself. If you want to ghost and disappear and you know it's just because you don't want to hurt someone or make either of you feel awkward, you're going to need to do it anyway. It may help to do little practices in feeling a little awkward or rejected outside of romantic conversations and then reminding yourself that this sort of feeling is survivable. But if you're already there, just acknowledge that it's so hard to find the balance between avoiding something and dumping all over someone. Consider trying to break it off in two to four sentences. The information in those sentences must be yours. They need to be about your feeling and they must be true, but they don't have to be super detailed. So something like, Dear Clarice, I have enjoyed our time together. Thank you for taking the time to visit me in prison whilst I await execution. I am feeling that our time has come to a full stop and I will not move forward. Wishing you all the best in your criminal justice endeavors. Stay safe out there and don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> all right, so Hannibal does not need to offer that he finds Clarice not much fun, too serious, smelly, and that she has unprocessed trauma from her childhood in his humble and accurate opinion. Because here's the thing, if you are breaking it off with someone, their unprocessed trauma is none of your fucking business and it's not helpful. You make yourself superior when it is about what you don't like about them, when it's about what you have found wrong with them. It's not about them, it's about you, your interest level, your capacity, your motivation, and your own knowing about yourself. That's it. If they are curious why you're walking away, they will ask, and then you can have a conversation. You can also invite this type of conversation if you feel unsure after several dates and you want to explore a little bit more. So maybe something like, I've had lots of fun these last few weeks and I do feel like there's something here between us, but I also feel like there's something about us that's a little off. Is there anything to this intuitive feeling that I have? Or I've had fun, I sense... X, like whatever you sense, resistance, low interest, lack of chemistry, and then you can link the ask to some objective data, right? So you disappear for days at a time, or you change the subject whenever I mention overseas travel and ask. You'll need to trust here, to trust your knowing. I have an episode about how to grow your self-trust so much that it's clear when others are not really deserving of your trust, and I think it's called like how to tell if someone's lying to you. 
And then if it's you who's hiding something and they are sensing that hiding, but they don't know what it's about, how can you get comfortable with your situation so that it's not perceived as dishonesty? Maybe you have a restraining order against your ex. You have a second family in Canada. You're unemployed. You're pregnant. Okay, jokes. You'll need to take self-responsibility for whatever life phase you're in. And there will be someone out there for whom your issue does not matter. Finally, when you've decided to break it off with a long time or very intensely connected partner, try considering two things. The first one is to ask yourself, is this breakup attempt really a chaotic disguise of your desire for repair? Sometimes the best and most vulnerable conversations happen when two people are breaking up. And you may have trained yourself to only get raw during breakup attempts when really what you're seeking is to come together. If that's not it and you're just done, you have complete clarity, spend some time feeling that in your body. Feel that certainty and let it hold you so that when you do break it off with this person who presumably was your go-to for emotional needs, you let that certainty hold you so that you're not needing the person that you're breaking up with to do it. It'll be a habit to need your soon-to-be ex to understand you and that's not really what closure is. Closure comes from within yourself. And needing closure from the other person is like having tried to convince your cat to act like a dog for 10 months. And then finally accepting that this cat will never sit and asking the cat to please admit they're failing at not being a dog and didn't it make sense that you really just wanted a dog. Nope, just leave that cat alone and go get a dog. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>